When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Where Alyssa Healy has ensured the match between the Mumbai Indians and the UP Warriors in the inaugural WPL has plenty of spice. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. So just a bizarre play. And I mean, Harman Preet can say all she likes that it was so unlucky. But I mean, at the end of the day, she cruised back and probably could have been past the crease, um, you know, an extra two metres if she, she genuinely put in the effort. So we'll take it. You're here with Dan Lipke and Kat Jones. And that was Alyssa Healy. She had opinions about Harman Preet Kaur, who, and Alyssa Healy is the captain of uh, the UP Warriors. That's mm. Warriors with a Z, of course. Uh, that's <laughs> very important to keep track of. And she was criticising the captain of the Mumbai Indians, uh, Harmanpreet Kaur, for her running between the wickets in the Australia v India T20 World Cup semi-final. It was a little bit slow. I mean, I don't think Harmanpreet would have ever made the South African women's team, for example. No, definitely not. She would have been ruled out long long before she even got there. And she was ill, though, so we, we had to cut her a little bit of slack. I do think her back got stuck. I also think she wasn't stretching. It could, it could be two things, right? Yeah. Yes. Anyways, uh, it was a massive turning point in the match. Uh, but yeah, as uh, we mentioned in the opening, uh, it will make things very interesting because they're off to the WPL pretty much straight away. The uh, the World Cup has ended. They're off ready to play in the WPL. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yes. I, I, I love the IPL. Mm. The the women's Premier League is going to be even better. Yes, indeed. So, so which team are we going to support in the WPL? Well, let's go through okay. the... Australia. I suppose we're going to base this on the Australians in Mostly, the team. Mostly, yeah. I mean, I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to have a look at some of the internationals that are playing in each team. So the Gujarat Giants, the mm. GGs, uh, they have uh, the half a million dollar woman, uh, yes. Ash Gardner. Yep. They have Beth Mooney. I mean, that's that's a good start. That's a very good start. <laughs> chuck those two at the top of the order. You're, you're halfway home, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Also, Annabelle Sutherland, Deandra Don, and Georgia Wareham. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's not a bad that's, 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 side. That's pretty close to, to a winner for me. But we've also got the Royal Challengers Bangalore. They've got uh, a, a slightly older group perhaps of uh, internationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Elise Perry, Heather Knight, uh, Dane Van Niekirk and Megan Shute. Ah, oh, is that the veterans side? The veterans. The, can, can they all run two kilometres in less than nine minutes? Uh, well, probably less no, than probably four not. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention that, of course, former Australian captain Rachel Haynes is also coaching oh, the GGs. yes, I forgot about that, yeah. So that's important as well. Yep. Uh, okay. So, so the one that the team we just talked about before with uh, 
um, with Alyssa Healy. Mm. The UP or Lucknow, they come from the Warriors. Yep. Sophie Eccleston, Alyssa Healy captain, mm. um, Shadna Ishmael and Tali McGrath and Grace Harris. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good lineup, isn't it? I think this is my this is this is also my favourite team. I'm still tossing <laughs> you're, you're, up. You're going to be about five favourites yeah, out of I the reckon. five teams, right? We've also got the Delhi Capitals, which has Jamima Rodrigues, uh, Meg Lenning, Shafali mm. Verma, Marazan Cap, Poonam Yadav, and Jess Jonathan. So that's, that's yeah. a lot of lot, lot of the favourite players. They seem to be spread around all the teams. And the Mumbai Indians, everyone loves to hate the Mumbai Indians, yep. right? Um, Harman Preet, uh, Nat Siverbrunt. Amelia Kerr, Izzy Wong, and Hayley Matthews and Chloe Tryon. Mm, so lots of good teams there. I, I, I think I am uh, sticking with the GGs. I'm, I'm going to go with the, the horsey team, uh, the Gujarat Giants. So the Ash Gardner, Beth Mooney, get them, get them in my team. Get Rachel Haynes coaching you. I don't see how you can lose. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket. We just have time to cover the brilliant T20 Women's World Cup. That yes. was so much fun in the wee hours of the morning for yes. people in Australia. Yes, it, it, it's a, it's a, World Cups do require a lot of planning, right? They, they require, you know, months in advance. You've got to map everything out mm-hmm. and check out the various scenarios. Not, not, not for the Australian women, of course. They just show up no. and steamroll the opposition and win another, chuck another trophy on their pile. Yeah. But, but for us, like we had to plan <laughs> this out and say, what, which games are we going to watch? How early are we going to bed? Will yeah. we get up in the middle of the night? Will we yeah. stay up? Yeah. Lots of decisions. Decisions to be made here, mm. and uh, also in the end, though Dan, was it a sprinting contest? It threatened to be one, right? It threatened to be one. I mean, South Africa thought it was a sprinting contest. They mm. showed up there with a team of speedsters, uh, yep. j- just in case that it was changed to you know some kind of middle distance two kilometer race. They were ready to go. They had all their all their fast runners there. Yeah. Uh, Meg Landing and her team. How fast were they over two kilometers? We, we'll never find out because sadly uh, the ICC stuck with cricket to determine the final. That's right. Although there were a few you know sort of dashes for the boundary mm. in the in the final in particular or Lisa Perrier I think I think covered at least uh, oh, yeah, she two ran kilometers two in. kilometers every over just yeah, about. exactly so she was fielding everywhere and mostly knocking balls in off the boundary they yep. didn't make the boundary rope yes so so just going through the match Australia batted first they uh, reached 156 for six from their 20 overs uh, Beth Mooney was uh, was was the the kind of mainstay there. She mm. finished on seventy four not out from fifty three balls, but that was four fewer than her seventy eight not out from fifty four balls in the previous T Twenty World Cup final. Okay, which means she is trending downwards, right? And yeah, I, I presume you've projected this out. I have, yeah. So at this rate <laughs> of, of decline, Mooney will finish in about nineteen tournaments time. She'll right? be negative two not out off thirty four balls. Right, and okay. uh, nineteen tournaments time. That's about twenty twenty six according to the ICC's. Yeah. Yeah, they, they churn them out. They do churn them out. So that's going to be a big problem at the top of the order for Australia. So hopefully they can sort Beth Mooney out, get her heading upwards again. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Australia would have also been annoyed at the innings break that they didn't have enough quite – like they, they had runs on the board, but they hadn't really killed the game. Like, no, it wasn't you, a dominant performance. No. It still kept like half a slither of hope there mm. for South Africa. And they certainly did have some hope, but it, it really petered out pretty quickly. We could tell they weren't quite going to make it. No, I, I – I think, uh, yeah, the first six overs of the power play, they they, they made like 22 runs. I was just like, mm, not sure you guys are really going as hard as you might for, for this total. It no, was, and also, I mean, 
after six overs of the power play, it was just too slow and I fell asleep. Yes. So come on, South Africa, keep us awake. They, yeah. did, did they know the responsibility it was weighing on their shoulders? Clearly not. I mean, this was about 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. I missed an hour. I missed about half an hour in the middle of that and I yeah. woke up again. It's like, oh, it's five overs to go. Yep, you woke up just in time for uh, Laura Woolvart to get out, I think, because yeah. uh, she was the key to the whole thing for South Africa. Um, but but they, they were so far behind after that power play that they didn't really have much of a chance. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess my other highlight while you were asleep was uh, <laughs> uh, when things things didn't quite go Australia's way at one point. Uh, there was, there was a, a wide call down the leg side when Ash Gardner was bowling and it had clearly come off, you know, the hip or the, uh-huh. uh, of, of, the, of the batter and yet the umpire called wide and you could hear the Australians going, oh, come on. What? Yeah. She hit it. Yeah. And, and so they had a bit of a complaint about that but wasn't overturned. Uh, Ash Gardner had to bowl a seventh ball in the over but she then used that uh, ball to get rid of Marazan cap. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, even, even when... Uh, uh, things go bad for Australia. They 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 go good. Yes, you have a slogan for that. I I do have a slogan. Uh, when life gives you weird, wide calls, make wicket aid. That's, that's, mm. that's not a great slogan, but it's uh, what we've got there. It's certainly something. <laughs> it's certainly some kind of drink that the the people were running wicket out aid. onto the ground. Uh, really, I mean, how many World Cups have Australia won now? I don't know couple of hundred literally thousands yeah. yeah you can't can't keep track anymore it's um although I, I would like to point out that my book uh the 10 greatest world cup <laughs> wins in australian cricket that, that's still valid because i'm not sure this one t- cracks the top 10 this was just australia just meandering to another win run of, run of the mill yeah. trophy for yeah. australia not top 10 material sorry ladies try again next time yeah you've got yeah. you've got to be more dramatic and lose a few games along the way to make it in you've got to take five wickets in your final over in yes. order to make <laughs> yes. it worthwhile we will come back to that uh but yeah i think uh in retrospect South Africa should have definitely have uh, pushed harder on that foot race idea. <laughs> Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. And the ad today, is it another one of your products, Dan? It is indeed, yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's my wasted review of cricket for 2022-23, so that's going to be out later this week in ebook form. How on earth have you had time to write this? Dan I... saw this massive deadline where he's like cranking out about 5,000 words a day for some other book. Yeah. How have you written this one? Uh, I've just been kind of sneakily writing it for my for my patrons over at Patreon, so everything I write yeah. for my patrons gets put together in this book. And are they your beta readers? They are my beta readers and I, I love them all. So, uh, so yeah, so this book, uh, my Wasted Review, is about 230 pages. It covers all the matches I watched uh, over the last summer. So that's like the Men's T20 World Cup. Remember that? That's no, cool. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, well, that, that was there. Lots, lots of matches from there. The India v Pakistan match, all of Australia's matches, the finals, you know, all, the, all that stuff. South Africa and West Indies touring Australia, the Women's T20 World Cup, of course. Oh, we live the entire year here yep. in this And, and England's, England's tours as well. So if you're not yep. an Australian supporter, you've got England's overseas tours of Pakistan and New Zealand. So if you're a patron of mine, you will get the ebook for free because you've pretty much read it already. Yeah. Uh, every, everybody, <laughs> every, everybody else, uh, you'll have to pay for it at some point. But uh, the, the, the trick is, and yes. the, the trick is, you sign up for my Patreon over at patreon.com slash cricket. You get the free book, yeah. then you cancel straight away. I, I honestly don't care. Do that. Yeah. Could, uh, that's fine. Um, you can stick around for a couple of bucks per month and help support the content I create, but that's fine. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. All right, so our short ball today, and thanks again to Kevin Peterson for recording <laughs> that sting for us. Our short ball today is from the final over of the WNCL final between South Australia and Tasmania, which we haven't really, I mean, you've covered a lot of it because oh you've been God. commentating on it. This right? was an incredible season. Mm. It was more matches than we had before. Yep. All of the women were travelling all around the countryside playing each other. It was a glorious season. I had the fortunate uh, time of commentating on a couple of those matches. Mm. Not the final, but the final was spectacularly good and that's why we've picked one ball. One ball of the final. So yeah. this is, uh, which, which ball is it? So it's the fourth ball of the final over. Mm. Uh, and this is a match where South Australia are batting or chasing, mm. effectively, a total that Tasmania had set. Yes. And at the start of this final over, South Australia needed four runs with five wickets in hand in order to win this match. Three Easy runs. Peasy. Three runs to tie. Yep. And we were actually we were actually hoping for the tie, weren't we? I think so. Well, I'm always hoping for a tie. Yeah. But uh, it was better than that. <laughs> it was much better than that. So anyway, this fourth ball, uh, Sarah Coit was bowling. Uh, she was a death bowler. And two wickets had already fallen mm. in the final over. And there was a new batter, Ella Wilson, on strike. She did a straight drive that had, I don't know, enough legs to get to the boundary for she sure. She hammered it pretty she hard. She hammered yeah. it. She yeah. absolutely drilled it. And that would have, if she'd managed to get this, this ball to the boundary, it would have won the match yep. for South Australia. Anyway, she drilled the ball back towards Coit, who got a hand to the ball. She knew it was straight. It was very straight. And she ricocheted with a soft touch off her hand onto the stumps at the non-striker's end, running out Wellington. Yes, it's fantastic. And this was the third wicket to fall in this over. And that meant that South Australia then needed three from two balls with their number nine and their number 10 batters left to do it. And instead of runs, of course, there were two more wickets. Two more wickets <laughs> it's yeah. hard to believe. Yep. Two more wickets to round out the match. How can you fit five wickets into one over? It, it almost, almost defies mathematics. It uh, doesn't quite, but almost no. there. No, there, yeah, is, so. there is a spare ball there. And they yeah. got a run, one run with that. Yep. So in the end, Tasmania won the final. It was so improbable. Mm. Their consecutive, or the second consecutive WNCL title. Yes, yes. Incredible. So, so did Sarah Coit do that uh, run out deliberately or, or was it just, you know, reflex? I think it was deliberate. That did look a little bit deliberate, didn't it? She, I mean, what, what would have happened if she hadn't touched the ball? It was if, such a ballsy move, right? Like she she could have tried to stop it. She mm. could have. But instead, she seemed to just touch it as lightly as possible because she knew it was going straight enough to yeah, get stops. It definitely felt like a kind of indoor cricket move where mm. you, you, you angle mm -hmm. angle your hand yep. just so it rebounds off at the, the precise angle to crash into the stops. If, she, if, she, if she'd missed it, it goes straight down the ground for four. Yeah. I'm not sure either of... Uh, you know, long on or long off. I'm not sure they even had a long on or a long off at that point. Or whether they would have got to it. Because yeah, they wouldn't have got to it because yeah. it was so straight and so hard that it was four. If it and it didn't her. look like she was trying to stop it either. And, no. it, and if she had tried to stop it, it may well have ricocheted somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. And you're right, it was an indoor cricket move. And I think mm. the commentators at the time called it as such yep. too. So yep. well, let's presume it was deliberate. Mm. Really incredible because win the match or lose the match right here. Yep, yeah. And and it's a, a run out at the non-striker's end. Yeah. Uh, which we, we always love to see. A, a non-mancad, a, a post-delivery mancad. Yeah. A, uh, and it's better than a mancad, right? Better than a mancad. I mean, uh, I think it is better than a mancad. I think when it's deliberate, it's absolutely mm. better than a mancad, even when it's accidental. It takes more skill, right? Because yeah. a man mancad, you're just hanging onto a ball and knocking the stumps off. This is like you've got to let the ball go, then pick it back up again, essentially, and take and the stumps somehow off. in your follow-through, you've got to think all that through. Yeah. yeah. Quite Fantastic. incredible. And so quite got player of the match, 
pretty much just based on this one over. Did she play with the match? She was player of the match. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good on her. Yeah, she Fair was. Enough. I mean, she also took a catch early yeah. on to dismiss one of the openers. That, that was a great catch as well. Like yeah. That was drilled straight back at her and she somehow clung onto it. I, I think at that point we thought, you know, uh, that the Tasmania, Tasmania were home and hose then, but uh, South Australia came back into it after that catch. I mean, poor Villani, of course, <laughs> she got a century. She has been playing for some time and she's probably had her fair share of yeah. player of the match. Yeah. Uh, Coit's been playing for some time as well. Like mm. it's been almost a decade since she played for Australia. Perhaps I, I, it has been a decade. I think I, either of these two could have slotted straight into the, yep. the women's team and done a, done a job in the World Cup final. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fantastic. Anyway, I think also perhaps Villani should have been given player of the match just for not wildly pinging down the stumps on the very last ball. Yeah, so the uh, last ball they needed three to win or two to tie, right? Yeah, and they'd already run one and yeah, they turned they, around to come back for the second. Yeah, and, and Villani wasn't taking any risks no. of throwing it back. She was just running straight in at the stumps as fast as she could. She ran straight in from, I think, mid-off. Yes. So, I mean, is this the greatest over in WNCL history? It's the greatest over in cricket history. <laughs> I, can't th- I can't imagine how you can defend four runs off the final over and take five wickets in doing so. Do you I mean, have to she, re- did, she didn't technically take the five wickets, no. but five wickets fell in that over. Yeah. Insane stuff. And and plus, even though one was a run out, it was Coit's run out. Yes. So, well, two were a run out. The last one was yeah. also a run out. Yeah. So do, do you have to rewrite any of your books as a result of this one over? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe. We'll, we'll go back and we'll, I'll rewrite all my books at some point. <laughs> so, the, the, so let's go through, through the, the over. over. Yeah. Okay, so the very first ball, O'Neill was out. She was bowled by Coy. So, this, so they start the over, they need four to win, they're five wickets down. Yeah. And and both batters are well set. Like they're, yeah. They're, they've brought uh, South Australia right back into the game. They were behind the, behind the run rate, then they were ahead of the run rate, and then there was a big rain delay and they eventually were so far in front that with these two batters, they, they were home yeah. and hosed. And if, if they didn't come back, on after the, mm. the rain delay, South Australia would have won yep. because they were at least five ahead of the, yep. the DLS. Yep. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the match restarted. The target was 243 and 47 overs. Mm. There were only three overs lost. Yep. South Australia cruising here and O'Neill just needed to get a couple of singles in this over. Instead, yeah. took a wild swing. Yeah, she wanted to win it in one shot. Right? Yeah, out, bowl by Coit. Mm-hmm. Second ball, Amanda Jade Wellington managed to get a single. So well, that was good. Uh, well, Wellington knew the situation. She yeah. knew it was just singles. That's all they needed. So she was being very sensible. Yeah. So that, that took it down to three to win, right, off the second ball? That's right. Then that brought Captain Barsby on strike. Mm. And the third ball of the over, she also took a massive wild swing <laughs> and was out stumped. Yeah, not not only a wild swing, a wild swing advancing down the pitch so, <laughs> yep. so she could be out, yes. Incredible. Uh, so then – so that's – Two wickets gone, still three runs to win, three wickets left. That's the fourth ball. This is where we get to get the, the run out at the non-striker's end. Yeah. Um, which gets rid of Wellington. Poor old Wellington, the only person with a head screwed on, apparently. Yeah, the only one who would have possibly just taken some singles. She's out for one. The fifth ball then, and this is still possible, still very possible. Yeah, all you've got to do is get an edge to it. You yeah. <laughs> take, take a couple of singles, push it through the We've callus. seen this happen so often that, it, that, you know, a boundary comes at this mm. point. Or they could have just had a tie and they would have kept playing yep. for, for, the, for the win. The fifth ball, Wilson was out. Plum LBW. Mm. She was hit on her back leg um, by a wonderful delivery from Coit. So yep. Coit knows how to get to get out uh, tailenders, yep. and that's what she's uh, expert at. And then the sixth ball, they had to get two runs for the at tie. At least two for the tie, yeah. And uh, they they did their job. Well, 
I don't know that they ran that well for the second run, but no. anyway. Yeah, they, 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 they hit the ball to, to Elise Villani there at uh, mid-off and Anissa Mashangui was on strike. She ran the first one. She turned back for the second. She knew there was no point mm. just taking a single. But I think whoever was at the non-striker's end just kind of just Get, yeah, thought, ah, oh, well, one run's all we're going to get. Instead of, I mean, why not? What have you got to lose by going for it? Well, I mean, Thailanders are not used to these pressure no. situations and, and being there. But anyway, that was the most remarkable over. There were a lot of people who went to bed because yeah. uh, it was a day-night match. And there was a lot of rain. So every yeah. t- every you know 15 minutes there was a rain delay and you go, oh, God, is this match ever going to end? Yeah. Uh, and, and every time there was a rain delay, a different team was ahead. So most of the innings it was Tasmania ahead. Mm. But then South Australia had a, had a few big big overs and then they got ahead and you'd, get, you'd go off and say, oh, my God, who's winning? No, they're coming back again. So it was a very exciting match. Quite incredible. Definitely worth going and having a look at that replay. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure... The replay's been everywhere. Mm. Watch the entire final over. Ah, camp ball, camp throw coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moeller reward. All right, here we are in the Muller Award where we reward excellence or ridiculousness. Excellence and or ridiculousness. What do we reward? We in reward the anything that amuses us anything in the world of cricket. Anything that amuses us during the week. And a lot of things have amused us. We've already talked about them. We're Most not going to bring, <laughs> bring them back up again. So, therefore, we only have a couple of nominations here. Yep. And the first one is Elise Perry. And she was playing, I think it was a semi final, wasn't it, against yes. India, uh, trying their hardest to win. Of course, uh, Australia did win. And she was sprinting around the boundary. I, I like that. Of course. Australia did win. Of course, of course they did win. Spoiler, uh, they won the final, therefore they must have won a semi along the way. She sprinted around a second last over and just saved your ball from going over the rope by just taking aim at it. I think it had only bounced once, maybe twice, and swatting this ball with her her hand like she was playing tennis uh, and stopping it from going over the rope, diving in the process, Mm. diving over the rope and landing elegantly. It was incredible. It was crazy, She wasn't even in the frame and the ball was right there and they, they were calling the four and then all of a sudden there's Perry, bang. Yeah, out of nowhere. So she's probably a world-class handball player as well to go yeah. with, you know, the soccer and the cricket and God only knows what else he's good at. Yep. Yeah. So uh, uh, technically it did only save two runs. It mm. wasn't the difference between winning and losing, but it did feel very kind of symbolic of, you know, India's not going to get anything past Australia to the boundary. They're, they're a team possessed at this moment. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And enjoy it while it lasts, Australia, yeah. because uh, India are going to be ahead of you not too many years to come. Yes. But anyway, um, Dan, did you know men play cricket too? <laughs> they do, yeah. It's, uh, uh, well, yes, they do. Uh, in, in the New Zealand v England test, we did have uh, uh, Michael Bracewell. He decided that he was going to emulate Harman Preet, mm. he, he, but he decided to go one worse because not only his, his bat didn't uh, get caught in the turf sliding, yeah. he didn't even bother trying no. to slide his bat. He was just kind of trotting back, just jogging along very, very casually. Ben Folks, <laughs> equally casually, yeah. uh, was kind of aware that he was not sliding the bat. So he just kind of coolly was looking away. Oh, I'll just gather this ball. Then as soon as it like hit his glove, he just swung it down and knocked the stumps over like lightning. It was amazing stuff from Ben Folks. And uh, dopey old Michael Bracewell was uh, was run out because his foot and bat were both in the air and he hadn't grounded either of them over the line. And it was glorious. Yeah. Such a big celebration too from England who knew that he was out instantly. And New Zealand basically collapsed from that point. And yeah, uh, yeah they, they'd done quite well after that point. But I, I like to redub him as... Michael, brace for a run-out decision against you because you haven't grounded your bat very well. Yes, that's, his that's new name. quite 
quite a catchy name there. <laughs> so who gets the muller out of those two? Is that Michael Bracewell's idiot non-grounding of the bat or is it at least Perry's superhuman flight? Oh, we have to give it to Bracewell because Perry does this every second yeah. minute. Yeah, we all we already knew that Perry was a superhuman. We yeah. didn't know that Bracewell was a, was a clown. Mm. All right, so congratulations to Bracewell um, on winning that. And you have been listening to uh, Dan Liebke, that's me. I'm at Lieb Cricket on Twitter and you've been listening to Cat Jones who is at Cricket Bat Cat on Twitter. And you can follow us on Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter or you can like us on Facebook by searching for Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. And we will see you all next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.